It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it! Then we're done! And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes, get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Happy New Year, wake up family. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy New Year, happy New Year, happy New Year to you all out there. Y'all decided to wake up here in 2023 with your boy Ray G and my man Jay Rich and from the wake up crew from everybody we're happy that y'all are here but your first time tapping into the show live welcome man what a better way to start off than uh kicking this bad boy off in January of the year 2023 is that how you say it I don't know if that's how you say it I don't know but uh shout out Fizzle Dollars for the intro song appreciate you my guy happy new year to you and all the people in the building Marlon David Dynasty Barry Seven Goat Ring Zach in the building. Uh, who else we got? Who else we got? Fizzle Dollars, Gump in the building, Big Shy, Chad, uh, Clay's in the building, Stewie. Hell yeah, baby. Happy New Year to everybody here. Make sure you hit that thumbs up button, like the content. Make sure you subscribe to the Destination Devi podcast feed, especially now that we're moving out of the fantasy season, getting ready for the rookie drafts, roster construction for your dynasty teams, and just a fan of the game, man. Make sure you're tapped into everything that we're doing. Scott Connors show, Mike and Adam, Eugene and Ike, Eric Vanek, Jeff Mueller, we got a whole team doing stuff over here at Destination Devi. Shout out to Prize Picks. Use the promo code Wake Up for an instant deposit match up to one hundred dollars. If you want to get in on that prop bet action, now that the fantasy season's over and you need to scratch that itch, come on over to Prize Picks. Use that promo code, get you some free money. Play around with us for a couple of times, and I promise you will be hooked. It will it will satisfy your appetite until we get back to football, and we all need a goddamn break after this crazy fantasy season. But before we get started, y'all know what it is. You gotta have a cup of coffee wake up with michelle adoro our coffee partner of the show go to michelle usa.com get you 15 percent off of that good stuff you got to start the year off right we don't do that donut shop from walmart get that michelle adoro get that real stuff made made handmade coffee they, they literally put it in the pods 
by hand. That's why it tastes so good. I, I'm telling you, man, I, I wouldn't put it up if it was bullshit. It's legit. Get that Michelle Adoro coffee. But welcome in, man. I'm so I'm so excited to be here. It feels like we have not talked in a while. The new content schedule over here on the channel. We will only be doing the show Mondays and Wednesdays. This is the last day for like NFL recap. We're not going to do this anymore. We're going to have mock draft Mondays. We're going to do ADP Wednesdays, mock Wednesdays, whatever we do. It's all rookie season from this point forward. Uh, full steam ahead until we get to the NFL season. So we got a lot of time. NFL free agency, crazy stuff happening. So just just want to let y'all know if you missed the uh, missed the memo last show, Monday and Wednesdays will be the only day we do the wake up show live. Um, you got to get part of a community, man. I, I just you know it's been a wild. Wild fantasy season. And Jay Rich is here. I'm going to bring him in in a minute. But I, I got I to gotta rant for a second. It's been a wild, wild fantasy season. And what I recommend to everybody out there, whether it's my Discord, whether it's somebody else's, like get involved in a, in, in, in a Discord, in a community of people. It only enhances the experience that you gain playing in these leagues. I know it's frustrating sometimes. But when you're in a dope league and you're in a dope group of people who – who are degenerates like you, if you're up watching this show, like you're a degenerate, like that's what it is. And that's okay. Like you love sports. You love fantasy football. You love the bet. That's, that's okay. Get in a space, a community of people that are degens like you. It's the best thing in the world. And I know I've talked about it a couple of times on this show before, but you know, in our discord, patreon.com forward slash all gas, we've got a group. It's the highest tier. It's 30 bucks a month. Well worth it. If you pay annually, you might save something, but we had a big league, man, a, a big league, this fantasy football season, 28 teams, double copy. Um, it was wild. It was a tough league to win and there was a champion crown. So here on this show, because it was a part of our group, I got to give a shout out to the Heisman tier Royal Rumble champion trophy chase. We had a big wrestling theme, 14 teams on the OG side, 14 teams on the new side to get through the gauntlet of, of, of people that he had to get through in a best ball format to win this league. I had to give him a shout out on the show live. This is what the community is about. No better place. I'm telling you, patreon.com forward slash all gas. Shout out to the Royal Rumble champ trophy chase, who was John Cena in this format. So I lost in the second round of the playoffs, man. I would have won that shit, man. But then, you know, the week before the, 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 the finals on the OG side, man, my whole team shit to bed, but it is what it is. It's been a wild fantasy season. Jay Rich, let's bring you into the show, man. How you doing this morning, man? I'm good. I'm good, man. Yeah, you talked about Royal Rumble. Uh, you beat me in Royal Rumble, right? First I round did. People, we didn't. We never told people because yeah. because remember the episode that we had. It came down to uh, Nelson Aguilar versus oh, yeah. Jacoby Myers, and we didn't do the show the next week. But my team did prevail. Over that's all I cared about was beating you in the league. As long as I beat you in the playoffs, that's all that mattered to me. Yeah. No. Congrats to Chase, though. Um, this league was grueling, man. Uh, 14 team double copy. Um, people don't know, like, we had the old Heisman members versus the new Heisman members. It was like this whole big thing. He's gonna get the bell, had to make him the graphic. I want to give a shout out to him for that. But, uh, big day today, Ray. Uh, yeah. You know, a lot of people they, they might have locked up their fantasy championships, but big game tonight. Bills and man, and, uh, Bengals excited, Woo! just excited for the game, right? That should be just a should be, a, be. should be a dope game. Uh, Bills and Bengals tonight, Monday Night Football. We will all be tapped into that one. But let's just, no news today. Let's, uh, I, I want to start really quickly, Jay, 
just a, a recap of the college weekend. I don't know if you watched any uh, college football this weekend, but TCU versus Georgia, both games were Wild. awesome. Like that's you can't ask for anything more from both games. Now the Georgia, the Michigan TCU one started off a little like, oh no, this is going to be a complete blowout. And at the end of the day, it was it was it was tight, right? You saw a little bit of everything. You saw crazy quarterback play. We saw Quentin Johnston in the game, and ultimately TCU fifty one, Michigan forty five. And then in the Georgia Ohio State game, I didn't think there was any way that that yeah. could potentially top TCU Michigan, and it did. It was it was another nail biter down to the wire. Final field goal opportunity for Ohio State. Um, but what I want to ask you about is before the college football playoff games, we got to see Alabama and Bryce Young yeah. shred Kansas State. So we, we've been talking about this 23 quarterback class, Jay. Were questions answered for you from both C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young in their performances in their uh, bowl game playoffs? Well, their final game because Ohio State lost. So yeah. did, did they answer questions for you? Do the questions remain? Because I'm telling you right now, man, I watched every throw that was the best I've seen C.J. Stroud play. I'm not going to say that's the best I've seen Bryce Young play because he's had some phenomenal moments versus much better teams in Kansas State. But you're talking about C.J. Stroud, who was down his starting running back. He lost Marvin Harrison Jr. I, I've never seen him play as well as he played on, uh, on Saturday, man. Answered a lot of questions for me personally. Yeah, I think to your point about Bryce Young, he kind of did what we've always seen him do, right? He plays phenomenally well, elevates the talent around him, and that's what you want to see at the NFL level. But you talk about C.J. Stroud, the thing he showed us that we don't usually see is the mobility in the pocket and then the, mo the, the mobility to actually run and gain yards as a rusher. We never really viewed him in that way before. It's not the way they operate the offense, but he's got that done for us. And so I think even with that limited tape, it makes you believe that he has the mobility to play at the next level. And you talked about all the big time throws he made. I think he had the highest uh, PFF passer rating by a mile compared to all the other quarterbacks that played on Saturday. So you look at that and you say, you know, CJ's trying to answer some questions, but I don't think it made that question any easier as to who the number one quarterback is. Right, right. Kind of between Bryce and Stroud, I get, you know, wanted to put Levis Richardson up there. We obviously had the conversation, but just kind of like the one that's the most ready to win at the NFL level. It's between one of those two guys. And I, I'm truly splitting hairs here. I think that Stroud made it a little bit more interesting seeing the way he played in this final game. Like we talk about how you can't let that last game matter. It mattered like a shitload for Sony Michelle, right? When he come, came up huge in the playoff and it's going to matter for CJ Stroud. So yes. I'm curious how this impacts the Texans, right? Cause the Texans obviously are the team that's going to yeah, make yeah, it. Yeah. Whether they go Bryce or Stroud, I think this game may sway them Stroud, but for me, I, it's tough, man. It's still close, but I think that Stroud did close the gap just a little bit. He was incredible. Um, there, there's no question, and, and we have nobody better ever question his ability to to place the ball wherever he wants on the field. He can do that. I think the big thing was like when things break down, what can he do? And you know, is he is he is he going to show that ability to use his legs? And he can. And I mean, he's got the side. I was watching the the Pittsburgh game last night, man. And I'm looking at Kenny Pickett get balls batted down left and right. And all I kept thinking about is like, how is Bryce Young going to avoid that? Right? Because he is great, but how's he going to avoid getting every damn pass knocked down and they'll figure it out. Right. They'll roll him out. They'll get deeper steps in his drop. I, I just, you know, you look at the draft eligible players from the big games this weekend and, you know, Bryce Young was phenomenal. Uh, I thought Jameer Gibbs 
showed why he should be the RB2 in this class. He's he's a running back that's not going to – you're not going to turn around and feed him the ball 25 times. Like, that's just – that's not his game. But there's no, there's no reason why Gibbs can't be an Austin Eckler-type weapon in the NFL from day one, where it took Eckler some time to get there. He had to – I mean, the dude was undrafted, right? So he had to grind his way to that role. There's no reason why Jameer – and he looks a lot bigger than than at least he looked like he got bigger this past weekend. I was like, yo, Gibbs Maybe. is definitely two hundred plus, man. This dude looks pretty big, but the explosiveness is there. The ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, Gibbs is dope. You saw him play, Kendra Miller. I mean, God, I wish he would have finished the game, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Miller Miller was looking good. Then he the, the knee injury. Demarcado came in. Uh, Max Duggan, listen. Um, right. He's gonna probably be. He's probably gonna be QB five in the class. I mean, I don't know what that really. I don't know what how much that matters. Ultimately, where he gets drafted is gonna matter. But shows that grit. He just figures out a way every time. Quentin Johnston. We 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 were talking about the wide receivers behind the scenes. Jay, we were talking about the wide receivers behind the scenes. You and I. What are your thoughts on QJ, man? Just your overall thoughts on him. The fantasy asset. What what are you thinking when you when you watch him play? So I'm not gonna like go off the beaten path here. There's there's two comps you hear a lot about Quinn Johnston. Martavius Bryant is a big one. Um, and I think it's because of the size. But when I watch him play, he really does remind me more of a smaller DK Metcalf. And the reason why is like you look at that one play on the drag route. He does a little stutter step, high step, moves past the defender, breaks the tackle very easily, and boom, open races gone, not getting caught right. So that's where, you know, you look at the elite, the elite athleticism we're going to see from him at the combine. And we fully expect to see that because we've seen that in the course of his career. It's been reported lightly. So I think that the combine actually comes. He runs sub 4-4. He runs in the 4-3s. Then you're going to get the DK Metcalf comps when he starts jumping, you know, 118 uh, in the broad jump, 40-inch vertical. But again, it's just he's not 225, 230 pounds. Right. But so then you get to Martavius Bryant where he's got the speed. He's still dominant. He's still big. I think you do all those things. It's just the problem will be, Ray, and I'm sure you've noticed this on the tape. He doesn't, he's not the most refined player, but DK really figured that out quickly. And then we were able to buy in and feel confident with that decision. But the thing is, is that he doesn't have the health concerns DK had. So you talk about a receiver who's still elevating his stock, who's still playing right now, going to be playing next Monday. I think he's going to only continue to do that. You know, people are talking about he's already top 15, potentially working into the top 10 pretty much bona fide wide receiver one. We'll see if Jordan Addison puts anything on tape. I don't even plays. Uh, what's the game is today or tomorrow. I think in their No, he's their not bowl. playing. No, he's not playing. It's today. Yeah, he's not playing. UJ, he's the only one who can elevate his stock right now, but I think that's kind of where I'm leading with him. I want to watch the more tape and kind of see how I think he plays, but I, I think you look at those two guys and that's kind of the range of outcomes. It's either a Martavius Bryan boom bus player or potentially a very dominant outside receiver like DK Metcalf, just a little bit more undersized. How do you feel about that comp, and do you kind of agree with that? I mean, I'm the one who fucking told you that. I said it. So, yes, yes, I do agree with it. I think he's a – his game is very reminiscent of a smaller DK Metcalf, right? DK, the big knock on him coming out is I vividly – oh, he turns like a battleship. The agility yeah. isn't there. He can only do a couple of things. But – you see DK Metcalf take a drag route and then go 65 to the house, right? He also can go down the field, run the nine route. He can do, he's developed into a quality receiver that can run everything well. Now, Quentin Johnson's not as, as thick as DK Metcalf. He's not 235 pounds. They got him listed 6'4", 215, so maybe he comes in 6'3", 215. Be awesome if he's 6'3", 220. But I think they win in similar fashions. I see some people talking about Kayshawn Boutte. 
listen, I love Butte, but nah, man, he's um. And if you wanna, if you wanna figure out some of the reasons why he wasn't playing on, just there, it's on Twitter. You could find some things that happened. Why Butte declared, decided not to declare, came back. I don't think ultimately that will impact him. It's an interesting story, though. He had a good time at a party, um, but I, I don't think Butte. I, I, I personally believe. It's Quinn Johnson. I told you, Jane. I don't want to say it yet, man. I um, I've been doing the film grades, and I went back and watched Jackson Smith and Jigba's 2021 tape. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say is I don't care that he can't run a four three. Um, I went back and watched that 2021 tape with him. Did not text you immediately, and I was like, Jay Rich. I was like, hey man, I know we didn't I know he's out of sight, out of mind this year, but yeah, he's that dude, man. He's very, very, very good. Like, very good. I'm gonna leave it at that. Two top 15 receivers say, yeah, he's that dude. Probably gotta probably gotta take note of yeah. that. It's out of sight, out of mind, but I, I went back and I looked at it, Jay, and I graded him out and I literally texted you and I was like, Jay. Like, yo, JSN is really like, again, out of sight, out of mind. He's really that dude. So I think at the top of the tier, it's Quentin Johnston, Jackson Smith and Jigba, followed by Jordan Addison with a little bit of a break. And then probably, and, and it's unfortunate because Kayshawn was my guy coming into the season. I was all aboard the Boutte train. Like, I was like, this is it, right? And for a yeah. large majority of the season, he was outplayed by Malik Neighbors. And Malik Neighbors is a very good prospect. We'll be talking about him as one of the better wide receivers in the 24 class. And I get it, Jaden Daniels, and 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 I, I get it, but I don't want to hear it, right? Like, I want you to go out there and, and dominate. And, and unfortunately for this season, uh, Kayshawn was not able to do that. But let's, uh, let's pivot to the NFL, Jay. Let's talk NFL. And I want to start with uh, – let's start with a, a, a pair of players – that you seemed like you did not want to talk about at all, and I don't know why, but here in the uh, in the championship game, they won people titles, and I'm going with the QB baller of the week, man. Thomas Edward Patrick, or Thomas Patrick Edward Brady, the second, third, whatever his name is, Tom Brady, 432 yards, three touchdowns that they had to claw their way to victory versus the Carolina Panthers and avoid missing the playoffs. But if you started TB12, I mean, there, there's, there's, <laughs> what else if could you ask for, 12. right? If you start, would you, li- listen, the way the QB landscape is, I don't think anybody out there had the luxury of sitting Tom Brady. If you started Tom Brady, and my God, if you had his wide receiver, you won your, this is, this is, we talk league winners all the time. Remember Isaiah Pacheco, league winner, Bam Knight. League winner, uh, James Cook, league winner. No, Mike Evans, 10 for 207 and three. And heaven, if you got bonuses for long touchdown receptions, you hit every last one of those. I mean, Jay, why are you so anti-Mike Evans? He had one of the best fantasy weeks at the wide receiver positions ever. Why, why are you so anti-Mike Evans? Because I don't think he's that good. It and doesn't everyone, matter if you think he's that good. We're talking about the outcome of Week 17. Yeah, How okay. is 10 for 207 and 3 not that good? Well, because I was hoping Devontae Adams was going to beat him, but he didn't. So you're welcome, everyone. I succumbed to the pressure in Mike Evans' ball of the week. Shout out to Mike Evans. He won people championships. How is that even a debate? How is that even a debate? How is that even, a, how is that even debatable that he's you wide receiver baller of the week? 
Devontae Adams made some plays out there. So, mm-hmm. you know, one kind of questionable catch. We can the get into that. Questionable. He had seven for 153 and two. He had a great game. How does that how does that rival 10 for 207 and three? Some people, you know, Jared Stidham, one's playing with the GOAT, one's playing with the fucking castaway. Mike Evans is the wide receiver baller of the week, and there's no debate, no question about it. Doesn't matter if you like him or don't like him. Just stop. That, that, like, there's nothing There's nothing there to even debate that one, Jay. I'm not, nothing. I'm not debating it. I'm, I, right. I'm graphic. I, I, I did my job, and I didn't want to, so everyone can be happy now because Mike Evans is baller of the week. Shout out to Mike Evans. Uh, he didn't win me any titles, though. Neither did Justin Jefferson. Yeah, Justin Justin Jefferson, probably the brick of the week. You get all the way to the damn fantasy championships, and Justin Jefferson went out there. He got and, you there. And one catch for 15 yards, man. 2.5 points from Justin Jefferson. I mean, I don't... I don't I don't know where to go. I don't know what to say, but like these are the players that you were counting on to get you, to get it done. I mean, he lo- the same way Mike Evans won you a week, Justin Jefferson, if you were counting on him to be your heavy hitter, he definitely lost you a week. That was yeah. that was pathetic from the whole the whole Minnesota Vikings. Dalvin Cook did nothing. Kirk Cousins did nothing. TJ Hawkinson, he was the only one that was serviceable. He was the only one that was serviceable, man. That was just brutal from top to bottom, man. And since we're in that game, um, Aaron Jones had 100 yards rushing. A.J. Dillon got in the end zone. Robert Tanyan scored. Aaron Rodgers didn't do much. There wasn't a lot going on in that game, Jay. But um, Minnesota really, really looking sketchy heading into the playoffs. They're 12-4 and and looking hella sketch right now going into the playoffs, Jay. Um, But I want to talk a little bit about the New York Giants and a, a pair of players that we've talked a lot about this season from the Giants, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. They put a beat down on the Indianapolis Colts and we didn't expect anything different, right? The Colts aren't a good team, but the Giants went out there and did what better teams should do to inferior teams, which is put foot in ass. And that's exactly what they did. They put foot in the Colts ass. They got him out of there. I meant, you know, Nick Foles had ended up getting injured. I don't know what his injury was, but Kayvon Thibodeau, sacked him and he's doing a snow angels next to his limp body. Just no respect whatsoever from Kayshawn Boutte. But Daniel Jones, man, shout out to Dimes, who if you... This close to Ball of the Week. So I close. mean, he was close, man. Daniel Jones, 19 for 24, 177, two touchdowns, no picks, no sacks, QBR of 969 QBR for Daniel Jones. He also led the team in rushing with 11 for 91 and two touchdowns, feeding Isaiah Hodgins, who went four for 42 and one, feeding Richie James, who went for seven for 76 and one. Daniel Jones, there were reports that the Giants are going to offer him and Saquon Barkley a multi-year contract. Jay, what are your thoughts on on the season that Daniel Jones has put together together? Um, his long-term outlook, Daniel Jones, 15th in the NFL in passing yards with uh, 32.05. Uh, he's got 15 touchdowns, QBR. He's ninth in the NFL at 60.4. You look at his rushing yards on the season, Daniel Jones is 120 attempts for 708 yards. So you're talking about a player who's right there at about 4,000 total yards. He's got seven rushing touchdowns on the season to go with his 15 passing touchdowns. What type of season did Daniel Jones just have, man? And are you buying into him 
with this, like you saw the way Dayball was looking at him. I mean, he was looking at him like uh, just, just smiling. Yeah, just just smiling, right? What are your thoughts on Jones moving forward and what you saw from him this year? I think that Daniel Jones is having a phenomenal season. And part mm-hmm. of that is due to expectation, right? We didn't expect him or the Giants to be that great. You know, we wanted Dable to be the savior, but we can't just anoint these guys the savior. Like, yes, Dable turned around Josh Allen, and what he did with Josh Allen was phenomenal, but Josh Allen isn't Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones isn't Josh Allen, but they do have a lot of similarities. And I think what Dable has done for this team, for this offense, is deserving of an extension. Just because Dable comes in doesn't mean that Daniel Jones can execute and do the things That's that true. he wants to do and Saquon Barkley obviously is Saquon Barkley so we expect him to be able to do the things he needs to do to succeed and both those players have done that and I think that to your point Daniel Jones has done everything that Dable's asked him to do he's won a bunch of games they're going to the playoffs they locked it up I don't know what more you could possibly ask from Daniel Jones at this point I mean he needs to get better and you want to talk about doing more with less he does that every single week Richie James and Isaiah Hodgins they're not you know, they played well, to be fair to them. I'm not trying to discredit their abilities at all. I liked Richie James out of college. I liked Isaiah Hodgins, but again, they weren't drafted high. They weren't highly touted prospects. They were cut off rosters. So really, how good are they? But they're shining in this offense. I think that's the main point here. And part of that is because of Daniel Jones. He's been accurate. He's been not turning the ball over. He's been getting the ball to his playmakers, and he's been making plays on his own. And so because of that, they're in the playoffs, and I think they can build off of that. And I think that he's deserving of this extension, and we probably should be buying into him. What that cost is, I'm curious what your yeah. thoughts are on that. But if you have him, I don't know if I would sell him, man. I think he's a pretty yeah. solid person, and the QB landscape is terrible right now. So I don't think you want to be trading a player, even of Daniel Jones' caliber, who can, again, rush for five touchdowns and 500 yards as a baseline yeah. for, for a season and still throw the ball well. He doesn't throw the ball as much as I'd like, but he's still been efficient enough to where I think he can be usable in fantasy, and he's shown that this season. I don't know why that wouldn't continue going forward. I think the fact that the volume is so low may be due to the fact that they just don't have the weapons, Jay. I do think that Isaiah Hodgins and Richie James are playing their way into a role next yeah. year, right? I don't I don't I don't know. I don't believe that either of them will be the team's number one wide receiver going into 2023, but I definitely can see a world where uh, Isaiah Hodgins is the outside guy next year that Richie James is playing some slot. Maybe they drafted Jordan Addison. Maybe they get Jackson Smith and Jigba, but I do agree with you. I, I'm, I'm curious as to what his going rate is in the dynasty market. Daniel Jones, that is because it's a lot in the season, man, you get him for a second round pick. Like people were like, they didn't want any part of him, no part of him, And um, he's turned it around and I, I'm with you. Like he's doing, he's doing more than just enough. So I do think that you look around the QB landscape in the NFL right now, he's definitely one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the league. So good for him for uh, taking the coaching, uh, working at his credit. And he shows no emotion. That dude is just just kind of goofy looking, right? He doesn't show any. I've never seen him get excited. I've never. He just always looks sad. He just always looks just sad. Just always sad. Daniel Jones. I love him, man. He's he's it's it's been fun to watch him. Saquon didn't do much, but Saquon is good. They're just saving him for the playoffs. So, uh the Giants are in the playoffs. Dope for the for the fans of New York. I'm pretty sure they're excited about that. This is the first time they've been in the playoffs since the infamous boat party picture with Trey Songs and OBJ and uh Sterling Shepard where they all had Tims on and no shirts in the middle of the ocean. So, uh, shout out to the Giants fans, man. Uh, the fa- 49ers and the Raiders, dog, they play probably the most entertaining game of the weekend, the 49ers and the Raiders. Brock oh, Purdy yeah. and Christian McCaffrey got it done 
versus Jared Stidham, Jay. He he was close to being QB baller of the week. If he could have pulled that thing out. QB baller of the week, man. Well, no one started Jared Stidham. I did. I had to start him in a league, and he's probably going to help me bring home the chip in that league, pending Dawson Knox uh, not going ballistic tonight. But Stiddy came in there. Let me tell you what Stidham did. He did exactly what you want a backup quarterback to do, that there's no expectations, there's no long-term he just slung it. He said, YOLO, Devontae's down there somewhere. I'm throwing it to Adams 11 times. Like, I'm just hyper-targeting Adams. Whenever it's time to throw the ball, Devontae, where you're at. I mean, Jay, I hope nobody sat Devontae Adams because he went nuclear in this one. Seven for 153 and two. Stidham, 23 for 34. QBR of 77 for higher than any QBR Zach Wilson has gotten all season. Three touchdowns, two interceptions. One of them was kind of fluky, and the other one is, I meant, he was destined to throw a pick. It's Jared Stidham, man. Um, Josh Jacobs saved the day. He had a touchdown. That saved the day, but... He was in and out, 17 for 69. His days in, in Las Vegas are coming to an end. Darren Waller got in the end zone for you, so if you started him at tight end, um, that was good. But on the other side, man, uh, for me, it was all about Christian McCaffrey. And I get it that you know people are anti-running back now and, oh, after your, after your age 23 season, trade running backs. CMC is a different cat, man. He is... He is a dog. Like, you're just watching him, 6.4 per carry. He's running through tacklers. You could split. He's like the true ultimate weapon in fantasy football. The fact, I would have been good with 7 for 72 through the air from Christian McCaffrey. If he only had 50 rushing yards and you're telling me he had six catches for 72 yards, I'm like, all right, you know, all right, CMC, I'll take. But he gives you another 121 on the ground with a rushing touchdown. Just I know he's 26 years old, Jay, but for me, he's still a top three running back in Dynasty. Oh, yeah. He's 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 going to be 27 going into next season, to be fair. He'll turn 27 in June. But your thoughts on the performance of CMC this year and, and just how good he is, man? He's unbelievable. Like, I don't think there's anything else that needs to be said. I, I would have no problem if Christian McCaffrey was your RB1. Zero. Like, he's just... You want to talk about a guy who has a ceiling like we've never seen outside of like a Saquon Barkley super high season. Hey, right? Shout out to the wife who's in the chat, man. The wife is the wife is giving y'all an endorsement to uh, to join the Discord. Go ahead, my bad. But yeah, CMC is just different, man. Like it's, it, he's a guy that when he got traded to San Francisco, I was like, okay, I'm just holding on to this guy at this point because he's probably going to be there for the mo most of his career, if not the rest of his career. And I think that's a great situation. We've been wanting a stud running back to go to San Francisco for so long to finally kind of unlock everything. Everything that we see on a weekly basis from the offense is now being shown with Christian McCaffrey, a player who is legitimately the ultimate weapon outside of maybe Austin Eckler, who's also had a phenomenal weekend himself. But Christian McCaffrey, amazing. Brock Purdy, you know, he played well. But your point about Jared Stidham, dude's literally, if Stephon Diggs doesn't go absolutely nuclear, he's going to win me a title because I had, because I had the uh, Stidham and Adam stack. Both teams just played great, you know. But to your point about the defense of the Niners, Showed up late. Nick Bosa straight rushed the left tackle right into yeah. Sidham. Forced a bad, well, it wasn't a bad throw, really. It was a it was a high throw that went a little bit short. Picked off. Easy dub for the Niners in overtime. But great game. Absolutely great game. Devontae Adams made a bunch of great plays. Christian McCaffrey, that one run where he trucked like four guys. Yeah, yeah, just, on, the, on the catch. He's just oh. great, man. He's great. I, I, I want more Christian McCaffrey. Even though he's 26, going in 27, if you can get him for even a reasonable price, it's probably worth it. All right, Jay, 
we're going to, uh, yes, Christian McCaffrey's great. The 49ers are the real deal. Brandon Ayuk, low-key, very good. Uh, he's a guy that I'd pay attention to. Like, if since they paid Debo and they've got Kittle under contract, yeah. it'd be interesting to see if they could retain Brandon Ayuk. But he'd be a player that I'd love to see get an opportunity to go be a one somewhere uh, because oh. Brandon Ayuk is is very, very underrated as a wide receiver, he's really good. And the fact that he's able to do as much as he can with that offense and those with when I say that offense, I mean those weapons around them. He's one of those sneaky buys this offseason where if um if Ayuk could potentially get a job somewhere, I think he could be, you know, a top 15-ish, top 18-ish type wide receiver. He's got that type of talent, man. He's Yeah, Jeff says, I think Ayuk walks. I think he does, too. I think he goes and gets paid somewhere, man. I am, um, Brandon Ike is really good. Jay, one time by one of the most popular players this season, someone that we all love. Uh, I think you finally come around on him after shit-canning him the entire season. Uh, but Justin Fields, your boy, Justin Fields and the Detroit Lions, right? The Lions, this was no game. Lions beat them down. Jared Goff, I mean, if if I wanted to give a fantasy comeback player of the year award to any player, then Superflex would be Jared Goff. Dude was buried at the beginning of the season. Mike, shout out to Mike from 40 Chess, told me that Jared Goff was going right anywhere from round 10 to 13 in startups and Superflex. Buried Whoa. for dead. They need to draft a new quarterback. Detroit's going to be picking number two overall. They're going to take Bryce Young. Jared Goff has come out here, Jay, and on the season again. He's top 10 in every passing category there is. Sixth in yards, fourth in touchdowns, tied for seventh in interceptions with only seven, and sixth in QBR. Jared Goff. Fantasy Superflex Comeback Player of the Year, no doubt about it. Jared Goff is dope. He's Baller fantastic. Baller, he might be. He might be per cost. He might be Baller of the Year, legit at the quarterback. Quarterback Baller of the Year, Jared Goff. He was phenomenal, right? Only eight incompletions, QBR of seventy. Uh, Jamal Williams. I thought he was hurt. He gets twenty-two carries for one forty-four and one. I, 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 this is incredible. I, I never thought this would happen, man. But I want to talk about Justin Fields, Jay. I want to talk about Justin Fields. Justin Fields had a solid fantasy outing on the on the on the on the yeah. back of his legs, really, right? Ten for one thirty-two on the ground. I mean, my God, he's he's just the most dangerous weapon in football. I'm not even here to talk about the seven for twenty-one passing. I'm not here to talk about the seventy-five yards or the interception. The Bears are going to kill him. Man, like seven sacks, then you take the 10 hits that he got as the running back, right? Whatever other hits he got where he got the ball away, he just gets up every time. And I'm just like, how is how is that a sustainable way to play your second-year quarterback, man, who's already banged up? I yeah. just— do you have any fear or question that like he's going to last, man? Like he can't. This is he can't keep doing this. Chicago can't do this for eighteen games next year, for sixteen games next year. Not with this type of quarterback, man. Let him. You, you want him to do the things that he does well because that's what makes him great. I'm not saying take away the running, right? But they've got to they've got to do something in the off season to make sure that he doesn't take unnecessary punishment. And I'm watching this game yesterday, and we were talking in the Discord. He's taking unnecessary punishment, man. It, it really, 
is con- and I keep saying it. He he takes a lot of punishment, man. He gets hit a lot. It, he's not gonna last if they continue to do this with this young man. Yeah, no, you you hit, nailed it, right? He, Ten carries, right? So he must have got hit on probably at least eight because that's just what he does. Seven sacks, not to mention the QB hits on top of the sacks. He's looking at basically almost twenty hits to his body in this game alone. I think there's two things with Fields. Fields is a phenomenal runner. He he needs to cut it short sometimes. He doesn't need to run for 60 yards in a game, like on any play. Like we've seen it happen, and sometimes he can get all the way to the end zone. But there's times where he does force the issue. He pushes it a little bit. And to be fair to Fields, he's huge. He's what? Like six, yeah, he's, four, six, he's 6'3", 230. Yeah, he's a big dude. Massive. So when he gets hit, I'm like, okay. You know, he's he's just like Josh Allen in that regard. He is huge. When he gets hit, tacklers bounce off him, all those things. But to your point, he gets hit so much. You know, I don't want to be the guy that says, oh, this is unsustainable. This is why running right, quarterback. Right, 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 right. We're not doing that. You don't have an offensive line and you take unnecessary hits. It's what separates a like, player like Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson from a Justin Fields in some regard because those guys, we see them very frequently, will avoid hits and go right. down when they need to. And Justin Fields doesn't do that as much as I'd like. So again, that's just more him deciding to go for it and push it when he doesn't always need to, especially when he's already got the first down, but he wants to go for the 20 yards or the 30 yards or the 40 yards, the 50 yards. So again, it's just him. And and that's how he wants to play the game. And that's how he wants to play the game. I'm fine with him rushing for 132 yards in a game. Never going to be mad about that. But the longevity point is definitely a concern when we did see him banged up a little bit. But Ray, in the same breath, he's playing through his injuries. And while the the throwing is good, because we know the shoulder's not great, He's still running the ball at a you know elite level, pretty much the best in the NFL right now. So I, I will give him that credit. And it hasn't been the legs that have slowed him down. It's been the injuries with the shoulder and, and the arm and stuff like that. And obviously the team around him is terrible. So if they can improve, he'll probably be okay. But I, I'm not overly concerned about the longevity super long-term, but I do think he needs to clean up his game a little bit. It, it, it's just a small critique of him as a person and kind of how he plays the game. Don't want to take that away from him. But again, if he does clean it up, that would obviously be good for us and for his long-term health more likely than not. Yeah, um, the Bears looking like they're going to have the number two overall pick. I don't believe there's an offensive lineman in this class, Jay, that's worthy of that high of a draft selection. So it's going to be, you know, does Chicago go real wild and take a wide receiver at number two overall? Uh, Or do they take the best available defender, um, which would either be Will Anderson or Jalen Carter? It's going to be interesting to see what Chicago does this offseason, but they definitely, the, the, the big point is they need to do something to protect him, whether, whether that's getting yeah. receivers, getting tackles, guards, getting an offensive play caller that's going to be able to, to, to design plays. Because the thing about Lamar is he never gets hit. Like, Lamar yeah. never gets hit. And I don't know if that's a, a trait that he has, a skill set to just feel it and get down, but Lamar never gets hit. So I just... I want to see that because Justin Fields is is an exciting player. I just hope that here's the thing. It, it, it's very reminiscent, man, and, and again, different body types, but this was Robert Griffin III. This was RG3 back in Washington, right? It was a phenomenal rookie season, and then he just gets bang, beaten to hell, right? He just gets beaten up, and then he he can't regain the magic that he had. So I just hope we – I hope – they figure it out with uh, with Justin Fields in Chicago. I hope they figure that thing out, Jay. Who doesn't have it figured out are the Jets. And I just want to talk quickly about your boy, Mike White, who you've pumped up to the high heavens. Mike White's going to be the star. What a, what a, Garrett Wilson came out and said, we blew the season, right? Mike White, I believe it, since the Chicago game, in that Chicago game where he first started for Zach Wilson, he threw like three, four touchdown passes. 
I don't believe he's had another one since then, like a, a TD pass. Zero, right? Zero really? touchdown passes since that game. He was out there. He looked awful versus Seattle, right? And everybody said the Seattle defense isn't good. He should have had three or four picks, but Seattle dropped. They dropped one I saw for sure. They dropped one, and then some other ones would have been could have, should have, would have been. Sacked four times. No running game. Uh, Garrett Wilson did nothing. Elijah Moore did nothing. Where do the Jets go? This is they're truly in no man's land because yep. their team played well enough not to be in the running for first round pick quarterback. They can't go into the season with Zach Wilson's done in New York, Jay. He's not coming back. And Mike Mike White's not the answer. What do they do? They, you said it, man. They have, I don't know where they go. I don't know if they go to Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm sure they're going to be, I think they're the number one team for Derek Carr right now. Um, if Derek Carr ultimately leaves if they're, they're screwed, man. They are literally the number one team in the AFC eliminated from the playoffs. They're seven and nine. I don't know what they do. They have to bring in a quarterback, but at the same time, like is a Derek Carr or a Jimmy Garoppolo or a Baker Mayfield or, you know, one of the quarterbacks that may be available. Is that going to save this team? realistically no all the quarterbacks that can save this team and really take them to the playoffs aren't are on rosters and are on other teams that are playing well so i don't know man like you you look at zach wilson you say he can't possibly come back but if they if they can't bring in a quarterback better than jimmy garoppolo are they really going anywhere in the afc like they still have to beat miami if tua comes back and buffalo and cincinnati and baltimore and even pittsburgh would probably be better than them next season i love the team i think they have a lot of good weapons but even with Brees Hall, this roster's not, it's not really a roster that can win without a quarterback. So at that time, at that moment, I'm just like, okay, they're in the middle of the pack. They have a mid first round pick. Would you trade up and go and get a higher end rookie quarterback? If you could do that, because I, I, I honestly think that's probably going to cost them too much, man. It, it probably is going to cost. I, I, I see some people in the chat saying Geno Smith, uh, Derek Carr, the I don't defense, the de- all they needed was a guy to complete some damn passes. I mean, they don't need Tom Brady. They just they need somebody that's competent. I I I do think Jay. I don't think there's a world in which Geno Smith takes a hometown get discount for Seattle. Like the fact that he's in a position, Geno Smith should absolutely bag chase whoever's going to pay him the most amount of money. That's where he should go for a player who was a second round pick back in 2013, I believe, to off rock a backup never going to be a career starter to have this type of season voted into the pro bowl going to be a top 100 player you know incredible season from geno smith i'm not taking no damn discount this is his last and only payday in the nfl i don't care if it's the name the worst team in the league if they're going to give me the biggest guaranteed money if i'm geno smith that's where i go i do think seattle's in in the running to take a young quarterback to pair with their wide receivers with kenneth walker with their young tackles the Jets are just Mike White's not the answer. I don't nope. believe Zach Wilson's the answer in New York. It's going to be very interesting to see what the Jets do because they got a lot of talent on both sides of the ball, but the window they need to get it done. The AFC East is a problem, right? Uh, you know, you, you got Buffalo, you got Miami, you got New England in their defense. So the Jets, they don't have time to mess around. They can't f around and find out. So they need to go get a guy immediately. Um, for somebody there, Philly, New Orleans, Jay. Uh, all I want to say is for everybody out there and some of y'all watching this show, it might be you. You might be the person that I'm talking about. Oh, it's just the system. You could throw anybody back there and it's going to be just fine without Jalen Hurts. They'll be just fine. 
Gardner Minshew, he should be a quarterback somewhere next year. Get the fuck out of here with that. Just stop. 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 You know, the people, I tweeted this out, Jay. The people told me the Dolphins would be just fine with Teddy Bridgewater. No no big drop-off, right? I'm listening to people say this stuff, Jay. I listen listen to satellite radio all the time. I just listen to sports. Oh, the Dolphins would be just fine without Tua. Not a big drop-off with Teddy Bridgewater. You got all the talking heads. The Eagles would be. It's the system. It's not Jalen Hurts. You could throw anybody back there and they'll be fine. Eagles are damn near playing their way out of the number one seed, not out of a first-round bye. They're real close to giving that up. I think it's a must-win game for Philly in Week 18, so there's no, they can't even rest anybody. Same people telling me that, uh, you know, Brock Purdy's the answer and all these, all these things, right? All these backup quarterbacks are the answer. Stop it, man. This is why, in my opinion, I know Patrick Mahomes is going to win it, but if there were ever a case for Jalen Hurts to be NFL MVP, here's the case right here. This is why. Because without Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia is mid. They are mid. They are the nugs that you get with seeds all in them. It's sticks and seeds. It's crusty. It's dry. That's what Philly is without, and those that know, you know what I'm talking about. That's what Philly is without Jalen Hurts. This is why. And I get it. You can say the same thing without... But we know that, right? Without Patrick, no one's saying Kansas City is a byproduct of Andy Reid and their offense. A lot of people were saying Jalen Hurts is just a byproduct of the system that Sirianni put into place. And then you go out there and Minshew's awful. Awful. Versus the Saints, man. Versus the Saints. Hey, man, that Saints defense. Marshawn Lattimore back. But to your point about the playoff picture, Ray, which I I didn't even know this until I just looked it up right now. If the Eagles lose and the Niners win, the Niners would have the number one seed in the NFC. Because they've already leapfrogged the Vikings because the Vikings lost this week. So the Cowboys, they I guess if San Fran loses, they have a shot at the number one seed. But they, I don't know. They Wait, would hop. My Cowboys yeah, don't have a chance? They Dallas- do, probably, right? So pretty much everyone has to lose. Philly has to lose. San Fran has to lose. And Minnesota has to lose. Has to lose. Or no, I think actually they would hop, leapfrog Minnesota. So it's close. But, I mean, San Fran's got the, got the track right now. But the problem is Jalen Hurts has to play this week. They have no choice. Yes. They have yes. no choice. Who do they, they play? Gotta, they play the Giants, right? Giants, yeah. I don't know and, if it's at home or not. And the, the rumor is the Giants, Dayball said that they're going to play everybody, but they, they're literally not playing for anything because they're locked into, I believe, the sixth seed. I think the Giants are locked into the sixth seed. So it's going to be interesting. Miles Sanders got hurt. Um, shout out to A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, man. The, the seasons that these two are having, A.J. Brown. 84 for 1401 and 11 this season. Remember when AJ Brown wasn't going to be able to thrive? Jalen Hurts couldn't support that. He's got 1400. Devontae Smith, 88, 11th in the league in in receptions, 1129 yards, ninth in the NFL in receiving, and seven touchdowns. Jay, these two, I keep asking, are they the best wide receiver duo in the league? We got Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. And then T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, right? They, they're all right there. They're it's, all right it, there. They're just, all right there. As uh, our boy Eric Vanek would say, but they are very good. You know, it's like, even last time we talked about this, I was, I think they just need more time, but they're so good. You know, Devontae Smith has been phenomenal with Gardner Minshew and A.J. Brown caught his massive 78-yard touchdown, which ultimately saved his day. But both players have just been so, so good. And I think... I think we thought it was kind of a product a bit as well of Dallas Goddard being out, but that has not played played itself out. Dallas Goddard's back. He's playing well. He's getting his snaps. And even still, those guys are balling out. Miles Sanders didn't do much of anything. But yeah, the point about Jalen Hurts is, is so valid. You look at even the sneak play. They tried the fourth and one. 
Who didn't get it? Gardner Minshew, right? He, he yeah. did it against Dallas, but he was sacked six times in this game. Didn't get sacked once against Dallas, uh, but he sacked six times against the Saints. QBR of 11.3, which was worse than Mike White. Mike White had a QBR of 12. So you look at these two teams and you say, well, Andy Dalton was bad, while Gardner Minshew was worse. And that's the reason why the Eagles lost this game. Um, Chris Olave, four for 42. He's wrapping up a, a, a very good rookie campaign. He's got one more oh. game to get over 1,000 yards for Olave, 67 982 and three. Jay, I'm telling you right now, the most overvalued wide receiver in the dynasty landscape, Chris Olave. He's good. He is what I thought he would be. I thought he'd be a good number. I don't see any world in where this dude's a 1,400 yard receiver, a 1,300 yard. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. So, I, I maybe, 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 maybe. But here's the thing I don't think, I don't think New Orleans is going to just ride with him as the sole guy. There, I yeah. think they're gonna add. I think that's what it is. I'm not. I'm not. He's being valued as a top ten guy, top seven guy in dynasty. There's no way, no way I'd pay those. If that's what Chris Olave is being valued at, I'm trading him immediately. As soon as the trade, your league's window is open, I, I'm I'm getting top seven wide receiver value if I can do that. I, I'm just. I'm not buying it, Jay. I'm not buying it, Doc. He's had a great rookie season. I think he's a solid number two guy. I'm not buying some elite number one. I'm not buying it, Jay. I mean, so I, I definitely agree with you there. I just think he could have a he could have had a much better season than we're seeing because you look at the way he started and how he's finishing, and he just he just doesn't get targets anymore. I, it's it's mind boggling to see how they've changed his offense. Maybe it's Andy yeah, Dalton's fault. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> go figure, right? But Rashid Shahid has had a phenomenal you know couple of weeks, and I think that's corresponded with. A little bit less for Olave, right? And Jawan Johnson still heavily involved. He caught five passes, passes, had seven targets. So I think while the Saints don't look like they have an offense, they're kind of building a corpse of players that can get it done. And I think to your point, if Chris Olave is not going to command targets with guys like Rashid Shahid and Jawan Johnson on the roster, maybe that's Andy Dalton. Maybe it's the offense. Hopefully they decide to go another route as, as far as coach and they bring in a new quarterback. But we need Olave to maintain that target share regardless of who's on the roster. And I think that's the bigger problem here. Maybe teams are doubling them. I'm not sure. I'm not watching the game that tightly or that closely. But to your point, yeah, Garrett Wilson always gets his 10-11 targets. Chris Olave is not doing that, and that's the big difference between those two guys. Even though the yardage is similar, they both need to get it done, and Chris Olave just hasn't done that. So definitely with you on overrated. Probably wouldn't be buying him at the height he is, especially when a player like Devontae Smith is currently valued lower than Chris Olave. DJ Moore, it's just a lot. There's, I just, I'm not paying top seven prices for Chris Olave. I'm just not doing it, man. Can't do it. Uh, Russell Wilson had probably one of his better games in a long time, and that was yep. with 222 yards, one touchdown, one pick, sacked only four times this week. QBR close to 50 for Russ, so we saw some improvement. Uh, they lost to Kansas City 24-27. Russell Wilson, did you see his press conference where he was, like, crying? No, almost. Man. Yeah, talking about his uh, – his teammates come into his defense about being he just he's just there to compete oh. and win and that man he made me I felt I felt kind of bad man I felt kind of bad man you guys need to leave Russell Wilson alone stop it I know his dynasty values stop stop tweeting Russell Wilson man y'all got him y'all really bullied that man to the podium man he was crying dude he was like man he, he sees everything people are saying about him being a a bad teammate and not putting. Russ was up there crying, man. He got emotional, Marlon. Marlon saw it. Yeah, he was emotional. Y'all should be ashamed of yourselves for what you did to poor Russell Wilson, man. Y'all should be ashamed. Y'all should be. <laughs> <laughs> you Russell touchdowns today? Gotta love it.
Gotta love it. Oh, yeah. Russ got two rushing touchdowns, man. Big game for Russell Wilson. But y'all, for real, y'all are are out of line for doing that. Patrick Mahomes, what do you say about... Jay, this is all I got to say about Mahomes. How does he have 350 yards every week and no wide receiver does anything? How does he do it? Who does he throw the ball to? Who? How does he... When you're completing passes to yourself for six yards, it definitely helps, right? Like, it's <laughs> just crazy what this guy does every week. But Darius Tony led the team in rushing. Kelsey only had 43 yards, but had 10 targets. It's, I mean, this is what happens when you have no running game, right? Pacheco, we thought Pacheco was going to have a monster day because he scored a touchdown early. Yeah, 31 yards. He didn't really do a whole lot in this one. Jerick McKinnon obviously did catch two touchdowns, had five receptions, 52 yards. They're just a good offense, Jay, man. No way. That's you, not no what way I'm you're... asking. Patrick Mahomes has got one game left. He's number one in the league. He's got over he's over 5,000 passing yards now. Over 5K. Number one in touchdowns with 40. Number yeah. one in QBR. And his leading receiver is what? Got 800 and something. Who? Yeah. How does he? He is incredible. He is the QB one. He's the guy. It's I don't know how he does it. He just keeps throwing it. No matter what. Mahomes keeps slinging it, keeps moving passes. Blake Bell, Noah Gray. Marquez, Valdez-Scantling, Justin Watson, doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter. Got into the action in this one. Doesn't matter who's on the team. I I doubted him. I said, I don't know if he can do it. Proved me so wrong. Doesn't matter who's on the roster. What do you think would happen? And I'm just, I'm making the comparison, right? This is going to be a good clippable uh, clip right here. Let me, let me, let me get, what would happen if Patrick Mahomes got his version of Randy Moss, like Tom Brady got Randy Moss, that year, I think it was the 07 season with the New England Patriots. What wide receiver could go to Kansas City that would have that type of impact on Patrick Mahomes where we could see, you know, I mean, 55 plus touchdowns? Who would it be? And, and, but a, a realistic one, not Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase, but is there a rookie? Is there a free agent? Like, it, there's no way that that Cincinnati would, would trade him T Higgins. There's there's no yeah. way that would happen. But is there a world in which Patrick Mahomes could get his version of Randy Moss and just set the NFL world on fire? I mean, he's already done it. But who would it be? DJ Moore, maybe Brandon Ayuk. Like we talked about, but that's still two years from now, right? Because he's still got the fourth year and the fifth year option. Again, the the receiver position is just so vital to offenses now. They don't they don't end up on free agency. You look at the free agency yeah. market right now. Oh, Ray, could he do that with DJ Shark when DJ Shark leaves uh, Detroit? Fuck no. Maybe. Like, maybe Mahomes could do it, right? Like, there's just – at this point in time, if T. Higgins is available, he would be the highest profile wide receiver free agent in a long time. And even after that, he still may be the highest profile free agent for a long time. So you look at kind of the wide receiver landscape. Those guys don't leave. Justin Jefferson's not leaving. Jamar Chase isn't leaving. No, no, they're they're not going – don't even – no Jamar Chase, no Justin Jefferson. They get re-signed. They do not hit free agency ever. And that's why we just may never see anything like that. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I'm seeing a bunch of names, but uh, like yeah. you can't even carry like T is really the only guy that maybe if if for cap constraints they can't make it work, could hit free agency, but he's probably not going to the Chiefs. They can't afford to pay him twenty five million dollars a year, more likely than not. Unless the is there, is there a rookie that could go there that would like you'd be like, okay. Okay. No, he's not going to fall that far. So I don't think right. it's even realistic. I don't think it's really. Patrick Mahomes is great. He's QB. He's is he QB one for you, or just is it Josh Allen? Should be QB one. I get. The, I, I'm fine with either one. It's it's one A one B, whatever way you want to slice it. But I don't think there's anybody even close. It's those. Guys. Hey, we didn't get, we didn't get to talk about this, Jay, because we didn't do the show on Friday. 
But the Thursday game, Dallas and Tennessee, right? You had a completely ridiculous narrative that you thought that Tennessee was resting Malik Willis, just load management for the rookie quarterback that can't complete a pass. You literally uttered those words that you thought they were just going to rest him and just get him ready for the next week. And I told you that was probably the silliest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. He's not, they're not resting Malik Willis for a play-in game versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Josh Dobbs starts, looks better than Malik Willis ever has versus a top defense. Quick thoughts, Malik Willis's value moving forward. Like, is he done? Is it is it over? Yeah, he's over. It's over. He's in the toilet, man. There's there's no way that they don't bring back Ryan Tannehill. Unless for some reason he doesn't want to come back or doesn't want to restructure like how do they possibly let Ryan Tannehill go or bring in another quarterback? Like, there's just no way. You 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 take a guy like Josh Dobbs off the street. Off the street. Ago, eight days ago, and he starts on Thursday Night Football, and he throws for 230 yards. He threw a pick. You know, he got sacked. Should have thrown two, but well, neither yeah, he here nor there. Way better. He actually got the ball to his receivers. He actually got the ball downfield. They didn't even have Derrick Henry. Malik Willis played two games against the worst team in the NFL in the Houston Texans with Derrick Henry, and he fucking lost one of those games. I don't think Josh Dobbs is losing a game with Derrick Henry if he plays the Houston Texans. So I think he starts. Um, I think he probably should start against the Jags, whether they win they that are, game. I think they've already said he's starting. There you go. He, he should. He looked way better than Malik. And ha- how how do they bring Malik back and have faith in him? I don't know. I mean, he's going to be on the roster. Is he worth anything in Dynasty? Probably not. Wilson, Zach Wilson or Malik Willis? Zach Wilson. Not close. What do you think about what do you think about your narrative that they were resting him? I mean, it's not looking good now. It's, but it's it's crazy to think that a quarterback came off the street in eight days and looked better than a guy who's been there all season. But it's unfortunate, it, man. I think he's uh I, I like the I, I like him, you know what I mean? But not happening. Um, he needs to improve at levels we've never seen really from a quarterback to even be viable in fantasy. <sighs> Carson Wentz, um, I, I, I encourage everybody out there to just, there are some reporters from the from the District of Columbia who just lit the Washington Commanders franchise up. I mean, they're on the sideline talking about how egregious it was to, to start Carson Wentz. Wentz went out there through three picks, sacked three times, QBR 36, uh, literally airmailed one at the end of the game. The commanders are eliminated from the playoffs. My question to you, Jay, uh, does Ron Rivera lose his job? Deshaun Watson had three touchdowns in this game, and he didn't play well. I'll just say that. He did. I don't care how many touchdowns he threw. He didn't play well. Five sacks, QBR of 32. Hopefully next season Watson gets in the lab and he comes back and and he's fired. But he's he's looked very subpar so far, and that's probably to be expected from a guy that hasn't played football in two years. But the, the Washington, Ron Rivera. At some point, he he's got to be held responsible, man. This this is another team, Jay, where going into next year, I don't know what they do at quarterback. They've won enough to where they're not going to be in position to get a quarterback, right? They've won enough games, but they're like, what do they do? What do they do, man? Oh man, the Commanders—they are so bad. Um, I mean, they have the defensive pieces, they have the wide receiver core that's pretty. I mean, it's actually pretty good. What they do at quarterback, I think they're in the same spot as the Jets. And is the NFC better than the AFC? Maybe not quite. 
But you look at what they do on a regular basis and you're like, Ron Rivera just continues to shoot himself in the foot. Why would you make this decision? And, you know, I actually did read into it a little bit. They talked about, well, maybe they would retain Wentz and bring him back if he showed well. But you, you just can't now. This guy came out and completely lost them any hope to the playoffs. It's crazy because you look at two situations, right? You look at the Raiders and you look at Washington. Josh McDaniels said, you know what, Derek Carr, we've had a great season. We're going to put you on the sidelines. Go back home. Relax. What's in Jared's? <laughs> That's not really what he said, but continue. He, but he still, it was it was clearly Josh McDaniels' call. He put in Jared Stidham, and Jared Stidham arguably looked better than Derek Carr and took the 49ers to the brink versus the Commanders. They bring in Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz throws three picks, basically loses that game. I think he's got to go. I mean, you know, you, the whole thing with the cancer coming back, he's, he's a great coach and I think a great, I guess a great leader in the way that he rallies that team to some degree. Like, I just feel like Ron Rivera is a good, a good dude. He's outdated. Who, 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 Joe said it best. His time is yeah. outdated, man. It's time to go. It, it's, it's time to go. It's time. It's time to go. Like that, that whole franchise has been a mess for oh, years yeah. and they're a mess right now. Um, they traded away Trent Williams in 2020 for a fifth round pick and a third round pick. And he's been the best left tackle in football since then. It's time to go. Joe said it best. He's outdated. I don't want a rookie quarterback in Washington with Ron Rivera. I don't want that. So it's time for him to go. Jay, before we go, a couple of other players that I want to talk about. Cam Akers, another strong performance from Cam Akers, man. It's good to see. It's good to see Cam back. It's good to see him back running for a player that he was dead. Then they send him home. Then yeah. he comes back and he comes back and he's not playing. Then they have no choice. He's got a bad offensive line, and Cam Akers is balling out. Glad that he's healthy. Austin Eckler, another player, Jay, that we had as a co-running back baller of the week. Austin Eckler was fantastic as well, uh, ripping off 70-yard touchdown runs, 16 touches, 161 yards, two touchdowns. Austin Eckler said start him. He is a big proponent of fantasy football, and he came through for fantasy football managers in championship week. Justin Herbert. He played a flawless game from an NFL standpoint, fantasy. I mean, he got the two touchdowns, which saved you, but he had been kind of mid the past couple of weeks to actually benched him in a league for Jared Goff, and that was the right move. Mike Williams had a crazy highlight reel grab. Baker Mayfield, I mean, they didn't, they couldn't do anything versus versus them. He he didn't look good. He didn't look awful, but it's it's just it is what it is. Final game, the night game. Uh, Kenny Pickett, man, a lot of. A lot of conversation about old Kenny Pickett. and um, Yeah, Scott Connor hates Kenny Pickett. Scott Connor hates Kenny Pickett. He is going to, he does not like Kenny Pickett at all. I tend to lean, I give, unlike you, I give quarterbacks some level of grace. I don't think he's the problem. I don't know how good he is, but I don't think he's their biggest problem for Pittsburgh. Um, you know, it, it would be nice to, if the wide receivers caught more than two or three passes. I mean, he's he's throwing the ball 27 times. You want to see some more of that. I don't think that's the problem. Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, they look good together. Looks like oh. they found a good one-two combo on that side of the ball. Tyler Huntley ain't it. Some people also out there think that the Ravens would be just fine without Lamar. And you can just roll with Tyler Huntley. He's not it. J.K. Dobbins looks explosive. He's dragging that knee around. He's limping around, it looks like. Doesn't look 100%, but uh, apparently 85% of J.K. Dobbins is better than everybody else because every time he gets the ball, he runs for damn near 100 yards. Mark Andrews, thank God, finally. Uh, 
six for six for uh, nine for one hundred. Finally, Mark Andrews does something. It's been a long, long stretch of nothingness from Mark Andrews, but he came through for us. Uh, a nice nineteen points, and if you play in tight end premium leagues, he got you a lot more. Jay, anything else you want to touch on uh, before we get out of here? I think we went through every game. Besides, well, we didn't go through Atlanta, Arizona. Yuck! <sighs> did you watch that game? No, I did not. Definitely cool though. Game winning kick. Yeah, I mean, I, I paid attention because I'm I'm vested in Drake London, of course. Um, but Desmond Ritter led him to victory, man. Uh, it sure. wasn't it wasn't pretty. Uh, QBR of 36 is awful, but 19 for 26, 169, one sack, no interceptions. Not bad. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I hope they get another quarterback, but at least it's better than Marcus Mariota. I'll just say that. At least it's better than Marcus Mariota, right? Yep. No, 100%. So then, Ray, who wins the game tonight? Big game, because Cincinnati wins. Uh, they lock up the division. So they don't got to play They lock up the division. Yep. Yeah. Who do you think wins? You're going to gonna take ride with the Bengals? They're, they're at spread. home, right? Yeah, they're at home. Yeah, Buffalo minus one and a half. Give me the points in the Bengals. I'll take the one and a half. Man, Joe, Joe Burrow, I'm pretty sure he's the most profitable spread cover in the NFL since he got drafted. Yeah, give me the he points. Co- I'll take Cincinnati to cover at home. I, I, I'll take Cincinnati to win at home, not just cover. I'm going to take, yeah, if, one and a half. I mean... Winning this game, yeah. I think Cincinnati wins this game. The Bengals are for real. Like, I didn't all the way believe in it, even last year when they went to the Super Bowl. I'm like, was this just Cinderella? Oh man, is Joe is Joe Burrow? Like, Joe Burrow's great, he's phenomenal, and he's got Jamar Chase back. He's got T. Tyler Boyd's playing through whatever injury he has on his hands. Joe Mixon is voluming his way into something, right? So Maje P. Ryan defensively, they're doing enough. I like Cincy tonight, man. I like Cincinnati. I think this is um, – I saw some people in the chat talking about the Kansas City Rams game. That was from more than a couple of years ago. I think that was from like four or five years ago because I was at my old house. Just to, I think that – was that a Monday night game or a Thursday night game where Goff and Mahomes just went back and forth? I think it was a Monday night game. Monday, Monday night, night game? Yeah, that that was a dope game. I don't think it's going to rival that one, but I'm yeah, excited. I'm excited. Huh? I was in the old stadium before they. Yeah, the Rams had all yellow on. I remember that one. They had all they had on those color rush jerseys. They had all yellow on, and the Chiefs were all red. That was a dope game. But I do think Cincinnati gets it done tonight, and the Bengals lock up that division. But Jay, we got to get out of here. This is the last little recap moving forward. It's all rookies. It's all rookie, rookie, rookie. ADP, mock drafts, looking at mocks. That's what we're doing. So it's been fun this season recapping it with y'all. Hopefully, if you guys tapped into us from the summer, from the offseason, you were able to learn a little something and bring home a fantasy title. If you if you did do that, please comment and let us know. We like to read those things and and highlight it. Some of the messages that I've been getting privately, Jay. Um, that's what it's all about. And again, you know, this is why I think it's important, whether it's 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 our Discord community or somebody else's. Get involved in one. If if this if you like this game, if you love football, if you love sports betting, if you love fantasy, if you love dynasty, get involved with the community of like-minded people that do live and breathe this. Just makes the experience so much more fun, man. I mean, the relationships that we've been able to build inside of our Discord, Jay, like I feel like I know some of these cats like family. You know what I mean? 
Um, yep. And it just it just makes everything so much better. So in 2023, that's what y'all need to do. That's my plea to you all. Find you a community that's, you know, within your budget, right? I know everybody's financial situations aren't always the same. Find you something and get involved with a, a group of people who are like-minded. And if you want to join ours, I don't think you would be disappointed. Patreon.com forward slash all gas. Um, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. So do that in 2023. Jay, anything you want to say to the people uh, before we get out of here? Man, let's start a prayer circle in the comments. Monday Night Miracles, baby. I'll, I'll needs, put one in for Gene. I'll put needs, one in for Gene. Well, who needs, who, who needs what tonight? I need Burrow to have a big game. You know, lots of people got their right. Bro, drop your miracles in the comments. We'll start a little prayer, prayer circle. Prayer circle. We'll put Everybody, the Pope Burrow, holding up the candle. 50 from Allen. 50 yeah. from Burrow Higgins. You know a lot of people got those miracles, need those titles. Nothing's locked up yet. Not with this game tonight. So definitely uh, going to be a lot that still has to be decided in the fantasy world. Yeah, I need, I need T as well. I need a big game from T. Not too big because I got T and I'm playing T, so I needed to be I needed to be big, but not too not I don't need him to go crazy tonight. But uh, Joe Burrow would be nice. But I appreciate y'all tapping in with us uh, throughout this fantasy season as we get into the rookie draft. Stay tapped in. This is what we do. This is what we love. Uh, so we'll be doing that. I appreciate everybody being here. Make sure you hit the thumbs up button, subscribe, like, comment, let everybody know, and make sure y'all wake up with us on Wednesday as we will review, I believe, the mock that Kyle Krabs put out. Uh, that's a that's a good one. That was a good one over there at the Draft Network. So appreciate y'all tapping in. Have a great week. We'll see y'all on Wednesday. We out. Peace. Thank y'all for watching The Wake Up Show with myself and Jay Rich. If you finished the show and you're still hanging around and have yet to hit the thumbs up button or subscribe to the channel, do that right now and turn them alerts on while you're at it. If you want more exclusive access to me, Jay Rich, the entire Destination Debbie team, patreon.com forward slash all gas gives you that access. Make sure you subscribe to the newsletter for free 99 content. And if you want to get in on that action, use the promo code WAKEUP over on PrizePix for a 100% deposit match up to $100 for first-time users. And a brand new show dropping on the Mojo YouTube channel. Myself and Jay Rich will be talking about these players and their value from a stock market perspective every single week this fall over on Mojo. It's all gas, all the time. Love y'all. I'm out of this thing. Peace.